that Harlem night. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with it. Party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man, Ben's Pharrell. We're thinking out loud. How's everyone doing tonight? I hope everybody is doing great. All right. New York. Search continues for a suspect in the Bronx daycare death as a family mourns young victim. The Bronx. Police say they found a kilo of fentanyl at the Bronx daycare where a one-year-old boy died and three other children got sick. Two people have now been arrested, including the daycare's owner. Law enforcement sources told news sources Lisa Evers that a joint local and federal investigation is underway into the daycare center's possible ties to a drug distribution ring. New York Police Department detectives and federal agents are looking for a third suspect, the husband of the owner, whose sources say fled the building with kilos of fentanyl, Meanwhile, the dad of the baby boy who lost his life tells us his heart is broken forever. Otiniel Felix fought back tears as he talked about his baby boy, one-year-old Nicholas Dominici. Police say the boy died from an apparent opioid overdose, believed to be fentanyl, Friday afternoon at a daycare center inside a Kingsbridge apartment. All right, the boy died from an apparent opioid overdose. If you take all of the beautiful words in the world, this is Nicholas, a really happy boy. He said, fighting back tears, this has broken my heart. On Sunday, Gria Mendez, the 36-year-old owner of the Davino Nino Daycare Center, was taken out in handcuffs after being charged with murder and more than a dozen other crimes in the apparent fentanyl overdose death of Nicholas and the poisoning of three other children. Her tenant and husband's cousins, 41-year-old Carlisto Acafido Brito, were arrested on similar charges. Carlisto Acafido Brito, I don't know if I'm saying it right, it's a tragedy for the children. It's a tragedy for her, offered Mendez attorney Andres Aranda. I don't believe she was involved with what happened, so it really was bad all around. All right, so that's what the attorney said. Mr. Aranda insists Mendez knew nothing about any drugs and had been renting a room to her co-defendant for $200 a week. Court papers revealed a kilo press was found in Brito's bedroom and two other kilo presses were found in his closet along with a kilo of fentanyl. Absolutely terrible, offered the neighbor. I was heartbroken as soon as I found out what happened. It happened about two blocks away from where I live. It's very sad for me because I have three kids and I know it's very sad, another offered. Law enforcement sources say prior to this incident, the daycare location was not part of any previous drug investigation. Felix now is trying to be strong for his four other children. He works three jobs to support his family and says the kids are afraid to go to school after losing Nicholas. All right. So this is like wicked. It's all over the social media sites. It's everywhere. 
I didn't even talk about it because I'm sick of talking about kids dying and kids getting molested, kids dying from drug overdose. I'm like, like that's something I don't even like reporting on. But this done hit, this done hit, hit nationwide headlines. It's everywhere. So I said, man, let me just jump on there and just report the news because. It's spreading like wildfire. Everybody's starting to know what's going on in um, New York, in the Bronx, all right, in Uptown Manhattan, all right. So we pray for the family, uh, all right. So Otini, I don't know how to say his name, Otiniel Felix, all right. He fought back tears as he's talking about his little baby boy, one-year-old Nicholas Damanisi. Police say the boy died from an apparent opioid overdose, believed to be fentanyl, Friday afternoon at a daycare center inside a Kingsbridge apartment. Okay. Law enforcement sources told news sources uh, Lisa's ever. Evers, Lisa Evers, that a joint local and federal investigation is underway into the daycare center's possible ties to a drug distribution ring. New York Police Department detectives and federal agents are looking for a third suspect. All right. Sad, though. Very sad news right there. I don't know what type of world we live in right now because that don't make no sense. How you even correlate drug rings into a daycare center? Like, why would you even do that? Like, it's almost like nobody has no morale anymore. God damn it, America, once again. And then, this leads me to talk about the border. Who's in control of that border? Why is these drugs keep coming into the border? And then I know for a fact, me, being the ex-military, I know for a fact the government could shut down that border and control the border the way they want to. But, hey, I know for a fact, once again, that America is the biggest consumer of opioids. That is a true statement, all right? And like I said, the government can control the border if they really want to. But nobody don't care about morale morality everybody care about financial ability they want to they want money it's all that they care these kids are dying from the um uh atrocities that's going on on that border all right all right like some people probably going to ask questions like how you relate the two how you going to relate this tragedy with the border because the opioids are coming through that border they are funneling through the border all right they're funneling through the border they're funneling through puerto rico they're funneling through on uh, florida and the coast of florida all right they are funneling but the biggest funneling is coming through the mexican border into the united states all right I know for sure. And there's also um, funneling through the can- can- the Canada's borders as well. They're funneling through the Canada border too. All right? So I know for sure, man. And then, like I said, it's money. It's all about that money. They don't care about morality. They don't care about children dying. All they care is about these politicians, these people that control the cabinet, the office, the... the, the um, 
legislative uh, legislation office, these big corporate businesses, they don't give a damn about people, man. They only care about feeding their pockets and look what's happening, all right? This is going to keep on happening. People is going to keep on being reckless if we do not control what's going on in the border. You talking about this is America and you put society first. I don't think y'all put society first. Y'all don't give a damn about society. You only care about what you could get out of um, these communities or these impoverished communities. You don't give a damn about the people that's in poverty. You only care what you can get out of it, and that's it. And you're going to look the other way. That's what you people do anyway, all right? It's very very sad that we got to go through this every day. It's the same old story every day that we hear, every day. Now kids, innocent little children is getting killed, getting taken out, you know, snuffed out by greedy corporate businesses, greedy corporate agencies, bureaucrats, politicians. You see what I'm saying? We're getting snuffed out. Nobody doesn't care, all right? Sad, though. All right. The Houston Texans, you know, they are 0-2. Houston Texans fans fight each other following week two loss to Indianapolis Colts. A fight between Houston, Texas fans following Sunday's loss against the Indianapolis Colts was captured on camera by a spectator. A video posted by Twitter, a video posted on Twitter by a spectator shows a group of Texans fans fighting on the concourse following the 31-20 loss. Kim Davis, Houston native and sports analyst for nearly three decades, was in the press box during during Sunday's game. She said some of the violence was were seen at the at these sporting events lately speaks to where we are as a society. All right, that's what she said. She said some of the violence we are seeing at the sporting events lately speaks to where we at in a society. I had to repeat that once again because that sounds like something I would say. People are just on edge. I have no idea what that altercation was about, but people are just on edge. So they're going to games, and even though you're cheering for your team, I think it's that same energy that people are just taking with them anywhere, Ms. Davis says. New sources reach out to the Houston police to see if any arrests were made following this fight. They told us that they didn't respond because NRG security had it under control. NRG sent Fox 26 the following statement regarding the fight that happened on Sunday at NRG Stadium. No one was charged or placed under arrest. We want every person coming to the NRG park to have an exceptional customer experience. We don't, however, comment on specific security policies and procedures. NRG Park spokesperson. The Texans are now 0-2 to start the 2023 season after finishing last season tied for the worst record in the NFL. And the fans are letting their frustrations boil over. I understand. I understand, Texans, that you are frustrated. You already know who my team is. I'm the goddamn Philadelphia Eagles all day, baby. You see what I'm saying? Even spite that I live in Houston, Texas, it doesn't matter. I like warm weather. That's why I'm down here. I'm down here for the warm, pleasant weather, motherfucker. The goddamn you people messed up. 
You let the politics and you let racism destroy the goddamn Houston Texans teams. Think about it. Deshaun Watson, y'all don't remember the allegations that you threw on him with these little white girls running in there trying to get a little lick? I don't know if they were white girls. I can't say that they were white girls. But these females at the damn massaging spa or whatever and stuff like that, and then you ran the man away. All right? So that's y'all for Matter of fact, um, I don't even remember who won the game. The Browns? I'm watching the game right now. But, hey, racism is a problem down here in Harris County. Fix it if you want your team to be fixed, ladies and gentlemen. I hope somebody could hear me, all right? All right? All hell Deshaun Watson. Fuck that. I'm going to let them have it today. Nah, nah, nah. You can cry if you want to. I don't give a shit. I'm just naming the facts. Yo, what's up? All right. Dallas police released footage of a shootout with illegal immigrants who fired into a truck, killing his own roommate. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dallas police have released body camera footage of the shootout and arrest of an illegal immigrant who was allegedly shot and killed his roommate in broad daylight and injured a police officer. All right. It was body camera footage of a shootout and arrest. An arrest was made of an illegal immigrant who allegedly shot and killed his roommate. All right, police say that last Thursday, officers Derek Williams and Christopher Mazin were driving past a business located on 4847 Syene Road when they saw the suspect, later identified as 45-year-old Juan Vincent Zavala Lopez, shooting at a man inside a truck. The officers immediately responded, parked at a nearby business, and exited their vehicle with weapons drawn. Police says Zavala Lopez fired several shots at the officers as he pulled out of the parking lot, hitting the patrol car. The officers returned fire and got back inside of their vehicle to give chase. The officers were in pursuit of Zavala Lopez on 2nd Avenue when he suddenly did a U-turn and drove back at the officers, who had stopped and exited their vehicles. Body camera footage released by the police department shows Officer Williams exchanging gunfire with a suspect in a white truck. Williams was hit on the right side of his ballistic vest, police said. The patrol car also took several more bullets. The injured officers was taken to a local hospital for medical treatment and later released. Officer Mazin was uninjured. Police Chief Eddie Garcia said at a press conference on Monday, the victim of the initial shooting identified as Roberto, Mar Roberto Mondragon Salgado, 60 years old, died at the scene. Another man inside the vehicle was uninjured. A search for the suspect lead to a residence in Louisville. The Dallas Police Fugitive Unit coordinated with the Dallas Police SWAT and Louisville Police to apprehend the suspect. Zavala Lopez was found in a barn on a property and taken into police custody. He has been charged with murder and one count of aggravated assault for the first shooting and four additional accounts of aggravated assault against a peace officer. Garcia said the initial shooting appeared to be a domestic incident and that two men were roommates. Zavala 
Lopez is currently being held in the Dallas County Jail on bonds totaling more than $1 million. Garcia said Zavala Lopez entered the country illegally and is facing a detainer from immigration and customer enforcement, which is called ICE. The police chief added that Zavala Lopez has a lengthy criminal history that he has been deported nine times before and spent 18 months in the Texas state prison in addition to facing charges in California. All right. I wonder why they put this story out there because they're probably tired of the border being penetrated by people like uh, Zavala Lopez. You know, you know how some of these um, because some of these websites that I give you the articles from, some of them are uh, sponsored by Republicans, and some other news articles are sponsored by. De- um, Democrats and stuff like that. So they pick out certain incidents and stuff and put it on the headlines. So I put that one on the headlines because this one interests me right here. But I'm going to cut this little apple pie real short and sweet. I didn't even finish off um, too much. I ain't did no segments yesterday, which yesterday the 19th was my birthday. So I was chilling the whole day and stuff like that. But I had one in the chamber, which is this one right here, which I could have made a little bit longer so people could have something to listen to. But this this the funny part, though. This what entertains me so much about this podcast crap. Um, they expect me to do this thing every day, knowing that people be listening to it because I can see the analytics. You know, you can see the analytics if your podcast or your segments get listens or not like mine's is like a roller coaster like it goes up and down up and down like the average i get is 10 listens per episode which is bad you know it's not all that great but there's times one episode get 100 listens that sporadically happens like 100, 150, 50, but on average, every day is like 10 listens per day and stuff, which is not good because I'm trying, there's people, I've seen other analytics, like other people that do podcasting, is, um, and like the average person gets like probably five, 600 listens per episode and stuff like that, and I'm trying to get to that um, level, but the person analytics that I seen where they're getting like 500 listens per episode, that person been doing the podcast for years. You know, she was like, uh, I've been doing this for almost five years. You just started. You, you, you at the very beginning when, when I started, that's how my inner, she told me her analytics look exactly like mine. She's like, that's how I first started. You see what I'm saying? And then she told me that you better not stop because you're doing good. Like your, your, the way your intellectual property on the way that you do your podcast is dope as fuck. Nobody ain't doing it except you. And she urged me to say, she kept fighting with me. She was like, nope, do the podcast. Just do it because I believe in this. I believe this is going to turn into a major thing. And she's not the only one that told me that. It's a whole bunch of people telling me the same thing. They're like, nope, you better keep on doing that podcast, bro, because that's different. And I could tell, I could see everybody going to keep listening to this on a regular basis because yours is different. 
you on some whole ten tens when you wins news that's a New York City radio uh, another person i'm I'm just regurgitating everything that people told me. I didn't believe it. I refused to believe anybody said I thought it was what I was doing was ridiculous, but they're telling me hell is is not you like a whole new revolution or evolution. You know, you like a, a, a ten tens wins news. You better never stop. And then I'm also mad at the fact that I should have did this years ago because somebody was fighting with me to do this podcasting five, six years ago. She was fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. She was like, nigga, do the podcast. You need to get on the podcast. You need to get on there. Just get on there and start messing with it. Bro, people are going to fucking jump on your shit just to listen to your ass on a daily basis. You need to get on there. Like, you wasting time. She used to fight with me and I never did it. And then finally, you know, when life kicked me in my ass and make me fucking fall down and I had to try to get back up and like, man, who don't kick me in my ass? Like, I had to do that shit. And I took a leap of faith and did the damn podcast and here we are now where I'm over here trying to get listens and stuff because yesterday I didn't do no segment and stuff. And then guess what? I'm looking at the analytics. People on on edge like, uh, uh, uh. It's almost like I'm almost a drug or something for a couple of people that's following me on the damn podcast. They want to listen to some news. And I was like, damn. You see what I'm saying? So that's what pushed me over the edge to do what I'm doing on the podcast and stuff. So I'm going to end this short, all right? This is Thinking Out Loud with your man, Benz Pharrell. You already know. Follow me on Instagram, which is Box Benji, B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. And you can follow me on TikTok just as well. Just type in, in, the, type in, in the search engine, Box Benji. That's B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. And you will see your man right there giving you the latest news. I'll always be on TikTok. I'll always post the latest chibacheries that everybody know that you could get interest in. Some chibacheries that I post offend people, but I don't try to offend anybody. It's just something that I'm, it got, it caught my attention, so I post it. So I don't mean any type of malice towards any um, groups of people, all right? I have no malice, no hate towards no groups of people. I posted because it caught my attention. So,